TGIF, welcome to the Friday edition of the Green Zone. Jamie and I are with you. Of course, I'll request Friday. Your request, you pick the tunes. Let me know what you want to hear. one 332 8255 And uh, we'll play the song. What's the song that you need to get you ready for this weekend? This weekend of minus 30-degree temperatures. one 332 8255 Or is this the day we play hot tunes just to get just mentally warmer? Because... Uh, just don't go outside. Just don't do it. I know some of you have to because you work outdoors, but I would recommend not. It is NFL Super Wild Card Weekend. Remember, they added Super now because there's two more games uh, over the last couple of years. So there's now six instead of four because they expanded the playoffs. Now it's Super Wild Card Weekend. And speaking of the weather. The forecast for Kansas City and Miami, Arrowhead, Kansas City, it's going to be about minus 15, minus 20. This is Celsius. Wind chill, minus 30. The Miami Dolphins in weather, and I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to flip to Fahrenheit because this was the stat the American was 40 degrees, anything colder than 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like, what, three, four degrees. 0 and 10. 10 straight losses in weather colder than 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And it's going to be like minus 15 Fahrenheit uh, for uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm going to side with uh, Kansas City in that one. The other game, and I went to the National Weather Service of the United States to read specifically what they are saying when it comes to the city of Buffalo who are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers on Wild Card Weekend. And there is a winter storm advisory and a wind advisory where it actually says power lines may fall, power losses could happen, and then the winter storm, of course, with up to a foot of snow, 110-kilometer-an-hour winds, potentially, travel not recommended, and they're supposed to host a football game on Sunday. And this will go from Saturday afternoon until Monday. And, of course, that region with the lake and everything. We've seen the snow that falls in Buffalo before. And those two games are going to be very interesting. Kansas City will be chilly. Not quite a winter storm. The winter storm is hitting Buffalo, and it looks like it's hitting around the time of... I'm wondering how the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to even get in there. Now, I know they all charter, and if there's a will, there's a way in the National Football League... They don't have to travel that far, of course, from Pittsburgh to Buffalo. But, yeah, now weather might be impactful. Now, all the other games, Detroit's in a dome. Dallas is in a dome. Um, of course, the other game's in Tampa. Uh, one of the games is in Tampa, so that shouldn't be an issue. Uh, so uh, Houston, of course, has a dome. So four out of six, weather's not going to be a factor. The other two 
So where are the people wanting the NFL to move up the schedule so they don't play in weather like this in the playoffs? Or is that complaint only reserved to the Canadian? Just the Canadian? Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I'm going to apologize here on the Green Zone. I apologize for the game of the night yesterday. I apologize if you turned on TSN because I hyped it up. The Boston Celtics, the Milwaukee Bucks, the two best teams in the Eastern Conference, two of the best teams in the NBA going head-to-head. I am sorry. You should have been watching Sportsnet because the Canucks and the Penguins game was one of the better games of the night uh, in that one. Sidney Crosby with two goals tied late, and the Canucks win in overtime 4-3 uh, thanks to Elias Pettersson. But that Boston Celtics-Milwaukee Bucks game yesterday was garbage uh, because the Bucks were up, what was it, 75-38 to 38 at half. The Celtics didn't even play anybody, and they just benched everybody. In the second half, and the Bucs uh, walked away with it. It should have been a good matchup. Didn't live up to the hype. But speaking of the National Hockey League, doing a little research thanks to Sportsnet, I went to the NHL stats page today, and points percentage is something you look at now. Rather than just points, it's more, okay, how many different teams play the different amount of games in the NHL. I went to December 1st. The stat Sportsnet put out was December 7th on the top three teams in the NHL, but they kind of fudged it a bit because Florida's tied with the Edmonton Oilers. So I went to points percentage since December 1st. The top three teams in the NHL points percentage. Winnipeg Jets, Vancouver Canucks, Edmonton Oilers. One, two, three. Uh, since December the 1st, as we reach into the middle of January. The three best teams in hockey are in the Western Conference and three of the four teams in Canada. Sorry to the Calgary Flames, you're not even close uh, in the points percentage. So I asked the question, and I'm going to ask you today here on the Green Zone the same thing. Of those three teams, who do you think is going to make it to the Stanley Cup final. The best three teams in hockey, not only the Western Conference, the best three teams in hockey since December the 1st. I know there's a long way and injuries happen all the way to April, but if you're looking at it right now, which of those teams, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Vancouver, do you think will make the Stanley Cup final? At the start of the year, you know my Stanley Cup pick. It's the Edmonton Oilers. And the way they're playing now... I'm starting to feel a little bit better about going with the Edmonton Oilers because they have the best player in hockey and another top five, maybe the second best player in hockey in Leon Dreisaitl for the ride. And when you have those two guys leading the charge, and that's why I picked the Oilers, eventually they break through. What star hasn't broken through eventually in their career when you look through the National Hockey League? It took Mario a while. He broke through with Yarmir Yager and Brian Trotche, Kevin Stevens, Tom Barrasso in that. Of course, Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers went on a dynasty run. Steven Eiserman, he broke through. Alexander Ovechkin, he broke through. Nathan McKinnon, he got one. Eventually, it's going to be Connor's turn and Leon Dreisettle because they're that damn good. But 
the way the Jets and the Canucks are playing throughout their lineup, and especially with Thatcher Demko and Connor Hellebuck in net, I still have the Canucks and the Jets above the Edmonton Oilers right now as we speak, based on the evidence we have gathered over the first three or four months of the NHL season. And if I have to pick one, and maybe I am biased, I'm going to say the Vancouver Canucks. I just think their scoring depth is a little deeper than the Winnipeg Jets. I think their blue line is a little bit better than the Winnipeg Jets. And those two American goalies, Connor Hellebuck, may be a touch better than Thatcher Demko. But the way Demko played in that third period last night, my goodness, uh, that man is playing some solid hockey. My answer, Vancouver Canucks. You can accuse me of bias if you want, but the best three teams in hockey since December 1, Jets, Canucks, Oilers. Who would you pick to represent the Western Conference in the Stanley Cup Final? Although I've seen some of you on Twitter already say this, Gary Bettman's going to do his best that it's none of the above. one 332 8255 we got a busy one coming up. We're going to go to Boston with Joe Murray from 98.5, the Sports Hub, on the end of an era with Bill Belichick, and they've already hired their new head coach. Gerard Mayo apparently had it written in his contract. He gets to replace Bill when Bill leaves. That's how they were able to keep Gerard Mayo. Some teams are looking for him as maybe head coach or defensive coordinator last offseason. So he will replace Bill on the sideline. Jason Strudwick will join us. Uh, one of the co-hosts of Got Your Bot Back podcast, Edmonton Oilers analyst, former NHLer on the Oilers' nine straight wins and their potential pursuit of Corey Perry. We're also going to take you to Green Bay. Mike Spofford of Packers.com to get you set for the Packers and the Cowboys. And we'll also preview the NFL Super Wild Card Weekend and get your picks a little later on on the show today here on a Friday edition of the Green Zone on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye with you here in the Green Zone on this uh, Friday afternoon. All requests Friday. Let us know what you want to hear at one 332 8255 So, the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest, ladies and gentlemen. It started off at a $100 jackpot at the first week of the regular season in the National Hockey League. And as promised, it grows by $100 each and every week. Until a game starts with a goal in the first 20 seconds on Saturday. It is important I say Saturday so nobody sues us. Because yesterday, there was a goal scored in the first 20 seconds of an NHL game. But it was a Thursday. So I have Saturday in the National Hockey League. Last week, 21 seconds. Braden Point was that close to earning somebody $1,300. One second away. But nope, didn't happen. That means the jackpot for the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest has climbed to $1,400. And tomorrow in the National Hockey League, uh, let's see. Let, let's count them up how many games there are tomorrow in the National Hockey League. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Every single team in the NHL is on the ice with 16 games in the NHL tomorrow. 
Starts at noon, the Rangers and the Capitals. Then you have a mid-afternoon game, the Canucks and the Sabres and the Sharks and the Senators. And then you go all the way through Hockey Night in Canada. We'll have the Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. The Jets are hosting the Flyers. The Maple Leafs host the Colorado Avalanche. And then at the end of the night, 9 o'clock start, the Calgary Flames will be in Vegas to take on the Golden Knights. But all in all, there's 16 games. 16 chances for our contestant, who I'm about to name, to play for $1,400. I want to give this person a call on Monday to say, you won $1,400. Are you in Carrot River, Saskatchewan? That limits a lot of the listenership right there, I'll be honest. Um, If so, do you know, or are you Colton Holman? Colton, if someone scores in the first 20 seconds tomorrow in one of those hockey games, anyone, it doesn't matter, any game in the first 20 seconds, you will win $1,400. Oh, that would be a great way to start the new year, wouldn't it? And if not, we're going to 1500 next week on the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. Uh, if there is a winner, of course, the jackpot goes back to $100 the week following. So there's still a lot more money to win through the next few months, even if Colton takes home 1400 bucks, So register to win cjme.com, or you can register at cKOm.com. You find the Green Zone. It's right at the bottom of the page. You see the shows, and it goes by the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. That's where you find it. You just have to register your name once, and you'll be in for the entire season. Uh, for the green zone. So best of luck to Colton tomorrow. I'll be paying attention. That is for sure. Starting at noon uh, to see if we're giving away $1,400 or if it'll rise to 1500 best of luck to you. And Hey, 16 games in the NHL. That should be a fun day of hockey or football. If you're watching super wild card weekend. Jamie and I with you here in the Green Zone on this Friday afternoon. It's, uh, I think, quote, bleeping cold outside is what it is. In some areas of Saskatchewan, uh, minus 40 wind chill, extreme cold advisories. But how about the weather statement posted in the last hour from Buffalo, New York State? They've updated this. Heavy lake effects snow and very strong winds expected. Total snow accumulations of one to three feet in most persistent lake snows. Wind gusting as high as 65. Now, remember, this is America. 65 miles per hour. That's over 100K winds. The Buffalo Bills are supposed to be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Best of luck to them. When I think of big snow games, I remember, I look back, it was LaShawn McCoy over 200 yards for the Philadelphia Eagles against, I think it was the Dallas Cowboys, in 2013. Uh, We'll see how it goes uh, in Buffalo uh, for the wild card weekend. Well, the big story in the National Football League, of course, yesterday was Bill Belichick out in New England as the head coach. Mutually agreed to part ways. Amicably, Robert Kraft noted, And we already know who the new head coach is. As Ian Rappaport reported, Gerard Mayo put it in his contract. I will replace Bill Belichick when he leaves, and Gerard Mayo will do just that. As the former linebacker, inside linebacker's coach, now head coach 
in New England. We're going to take you to Boston, 98.5, the sports hub. Joe Murray joining us here on the Green Zone. Joe, what has it really sunk in yet that there's going to be a new guy on the sidelines in New England? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people here in New England, after the Germany game this year for the Patriots uh, versus the Colts, it was embarrassing to owner Robert Kraft. Reports were there was a conversation that they could be moving on from Bill Belichick. But you just mentioned the Gerard Mayo. That all dropped today. Like, that was a little surprising. I think most people thought they would do some sort of, you know, uh, some sort of search, you know, looking for their next leader. But it was in a contract years ago, as you stated. And I think Bill Belichick, according to some reports today, Burt Breer and some others, Robert Kraft was always looking over his shoulder at Mayo, and it hurt their relationship, and it hurt the relationship of plenty of people in that locker room, including the relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, which started when Tom Brady left four years ago. How much drama has there been behind the scenes that we probably don't even know about between the egos that, of course there'd be egos, they won six championships with Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick. So, as far as those three, it was amazing. Uh, so much drama. Uh, early on, it was Belichick's show. The team played for the team. Later on, everybody worked for Bill, but they played for Tom. Towards the end, after winning their final Super Bowl a few years ago, all Tom Brady wanted was to be paid like every other quarterback in the league. Belichick said, hey, we've never been in this before. No one's ever been paid like you. And Kraft went with Belichick's decision to move on from Brady. And then after Tom Brady won the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, Robert Kraft started to pull power away from uh, Bill Belichick, jabs here and there, meddling with the coaching staff. And honestly, I think this year was Kraft did this, Belichick did that. And that's how they got to 4-13 and this year. The Patriot way is no more. And now the future is truly unknown. Okay. Where's Bill going? Do, do you have a hunch on where we see Bill Belichick next with that hoodie, cutoff hoodie on the sideline? So if I was Bill, um, I, I think I think Atlanta is a good spot for him. Um, I would take the money and do television personally. He's going to make $25 million from the crafts to do nothing. But he wants that wins record. He's 15 wins away. Who can he get those 15 wins with over the next couple of years? I think Atlanta's one of them. Dallas is another team to consider if something happens. Those are the two teams that I'm looking at, not watching. Joe Murray joining us at 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, also seen on NBC Sports Boston. So uh, we're looking at the New England Patriots. Gerard Mayo takes over. Who the heck's going to play quarterback? Uh, I know us in Canada, we have a solution. You, you, you had him on the practice roster, and Nathan Rourke would be a good option, but what do you think the Patriots will actually do at quarterback? Biggest question of the day. Now that Gerard Mayo's in place, who's the staff? Does Bill O'Brien stay in New England? I hope not. Josh McDaniels has been everywhere this weekend in New England. He was at the final game. He was at Bill Belichick's press conference yesterday. And I think they want to make Mac Jones right. 
I don't think he has it between the ears personally. I think Bailey Zappi passed him on the depth chart. Um, based off everything that the Patriots do, they keep things in-house, right? They didn't look for someone outside the organization. They hired within. They're probably going to go with Elliot Wolf as their general manager who's already within. I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to Josh McDaniels. They don't have to pay him either. There's a lot of things that Robert Kraft has done that Bill Belichick has shielded for years. I don't know if they go with a quarterback number three overall. The history of quarterbacks taking third overall is bad. Of the last uh, since 2000, six quarterbacks have been taken third overall. Only Matt Ryan was the successful one. Trey Lance has been drafted there. Joey Harrington years ago. Blake Bortles. It's not good. I would suggest trading back to gain more players. They need more skill. They need an offensive line. It's going to be a long way back here in New England. Yeah, what are we going to learn from Robert Kraft? Uh, Will his reputation take a hit here in the coming years if it doesn't turn around now that Tom left and they have mutually agreed to part uh, ways amicably with Bill Belichick? (laughs) The amicably is a joke, by the way. It is such a joke. (laughs) But here's the deal. Bill Belichick wanted his money. He was on the contract. He dared Bill Bel- He dared Robert Kraft to fire him, and he wouldn't. Instead, they did a dog and pony show yesterday. They hugged it out. Bill left. He got his $25 million and he can go somewhere else. So that's, that's Bill's deal. As far as Kraft goes, he's the man who let go of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I will, I will always think that about Kraft. But in my mind... I sometimes think the Crafts think that they're behind all the success for the Patriots when clearly every fan, every beat writer knows it was Tom Brady. Yes, Bill Belichick was a big part of it. He found Tom Brady. But they had the greatest quarterback of all time. He went to the box and won a championship in his first year. It's just hard to look back and say it was the owner. It wasn't the owner. But they're all going to the Hall of Fame. They're all great. But now Kraft, he's got to prove it with Mayo here. And I will say this. Another player that was drafted in 2008 from the Patriots was Kevin O'Connell. He's doing a pretty decent job in Minnesota. I think Mayo deserves the opportunity. But the only thing here is we wish they would look outside to get different opinions. The league has changed. And they haven't talked to another guy in 25 years. But instead, they want to go with from within. And that's a little troublesome for most of us. Now we're talking to Joe Murray uh, from 98.5, uh, the sports hub in Boston, on the uh, move away from Bill for the Patriots. But before I let you go, Joe, I need to know, we had the same debate in the Green Zone Lounge today, and I'm going to spring this one on you. Who belongs on the Mount Rushmore of big men wrestlers in WWE, WWF history? The floor is yours. <laughs> wow. All right, so you read my stories. I love that over at 98.5. I'm uh, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Here in Boston, there's a restaurant called Kowloon that all the wrestlers go to, The Rock, John Cena. But as far as big men goes, The Undertaker is number one. I think Yokozuna is on that list. Kane is on that list. And it's, it's tough one more, but I think Bam Bam Bigelow was one of the most, you know, was one of the best wrestlers of all time. And, I love wrestling figures. I, I, I collect all the old Hasbros. And uh, of my we're, favorites, though, Bam Bam is the best. We're, we're, no Andre the Giant? Well, listen, he's the man, and of course he's legendary, but what do you do besides a headbutt and a slam? 
You know, you know what I mean? The guy couldn't really do much else. <laughs> by the way, uh, I was looking at your collectibles. Do you have a prized possession on those collectibles, by the way? Well, there's a one, two, three kid that is very hard to find that's, uh, that is worth a lot of money, but I've been a collector of everything. Wrestling, uh, cards of late, the, 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 the card sensation, the hobby is, it's through the roof right now, but, um, I met The Undertaker uh, within the last year. Great guy, former basketball player, he, big sports fan as well, and, uh, you know, he, that was a highlight of meeting him. The guy's outstanding, and maybe he has one more match. Who knows? Uh, well, Joe, it was uh, great catching up. Thanks for your time today. All right, best of luck, guys. Thank you. That is Joe Murray, 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston. We had this debate. It was uh, on social media. Joe posted about it. The Mount Rushmore of big men in pro wrestling history. Uh, we, were, we were throwing out Bam Bam Bigelow in that one as well. Uh, but Andre the Giant Kane would also be on there. Undertaker's number one, of course. Uh, do, do you have any uh, picks for the uh, Mount Rushmore? I'm going to ask Drew Remendev. You know I have to ask Drew Remendev because Remendev is a huge wrestling fan as well. I am surrounded by monster wrestling fans. My producer does a wrestling podcast, for crying out loud. Uh, so, but thanks for Joe. To, and, and Joe brings it up when he's talking about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Robert Kraft and the egos that have formed. And, of course, there are. You're going to get an ego after you win six Super Bowls together. And it's been debated over the last five years. Is it Kraft? that helped structure this entire organization to keep everything together? Was it Bill keeping just so laser-focused on football and not allowing all the outside noise to detract? Was it Tom's brilliance? Like Robert Kraft said yesterday, they needed each other. Bill needed Tom, Tom needed Bill, and that's how they won. Now we'll find out Robert Kraft, the owner. Now that he doesn't have Bill and Tom, how does he push this organization forward? Does he make the right hires? Do they get the right personnel? Because their personnel on the football field has not been very good. Some of that has to do with Bill, of course. I'll be interested to see how long it takes for the Patriots to turn around. Our guest thinks it might be a while. But guess who has zero sympathy for a long rebuild in New England? Every football fan not a New England Patriot fan. Zero sympathy from us. From the tuck rule to spy gate to deflate gate to 28 to 3, all of it. Eventually, it's your turn to suck. So here you go, New England. Welcome back to the basement like you were before Bill Belichick showed up. This is the Green Zone on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Bridge Farm remembers. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Here comes Bailey. He's got it. Nine eight four, a world record for Donovan Bailey in the gold medal. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm forty. On this day in sports history, the day, of course, January the 12th, the year was 1969, Super Bowl three. The New York Jets beat the Baltimore Colts. 
16 to 7, the MVP Joe Namath. This Super Bowl known as the guarantee from Joe. I get up to the podium and a guy in the back of the room yells out, Hey, Namath, we're going to kick your, you know what? And that just, you know, it was just. Now, wait a minute. I've been hearing that all week long. I got news for you, buddy. We're going to win the game. I guarantee you. That's all there was to it. And, the, and hey, he was the MVP. And the Jets uh, beat Johnny Unitas in Super Bowl three. On this day in 2013, it's known as the Mile High Miracle. Blackwell stepping up and throwing deep down the far sideline. in the Denver secondary. Yes, Joe Flacco, who's back in the playoffs with the Cleveland Browns this year, leading the Baltimore Ravens. He was a 70-yard touchdown pass to Jacoby Jones to tie the game. The Ravens win it in overtime. That touchdown came with one minute and nine seconds remaining in the Ravens' 35-28 victory, the mile-high miracle in 2013. And life advice on this day in sports history from renowned life coach Marshawn Lynch yeah this news conference happened on this day in sports history so I mean you feel me start taking care of y'all mentals y'all bodies and y'all chicken for when y'all you know ready to walk away you walk away and you be able to do what you want to do take care of y'all bodies take care of y'all mentals take care of y'all chicken the life advice from Marshawn Lynch on this day in sports, January the 12th.